Hello, ladies and gents. On this episode, we have Marquez Williams Sr., real estate broker at 16-year vet. He's sharing his great tips and insight how he built his business. Tune in. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Hedley on the Hedley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Mike Hippie. We are back on the Hippie Group Real Estate Show. Now, I always say all the time that we got someone special on the show and, and that gives us, gives us a great treat. I think we'll get a dose of information today from this brother who I have been knowing for, I'll say over 10 years now. Uh, his brother has many hats, many talents. First of all, he's been in the real estate business and been a professional for 16 years and counting. He is a investor. He specializes uh, in REO, foreclosure sales, loves first-time home buyers, and he works with new construction. He's a, he's a gentleman of a man of faith. Uh, I got to give him that. Every time I talk to him, definitely he, he you know, he puts God first and I, I got to tip my hat off to him with that. He's a gentleman who's in the Nashville, Tennessee area. I'm talking about killing the game. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Marquez Williamson Senior. How you doing, sir? How's it going, brother? Hey, hey, how you doing, brother? How you, oh. Hey, man, it's good to see you, man. Listen, man. I love you. I listen. I love your show. I love your show, man. This is amazing. It's going to be syndicated all over the world, you know. Yes, sir. Got to speak it in existence, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, uh, like I said, this is, uh, and I told him Marquez asked me, you know, what the show is about. We kind of went over some show notes. And I said just like a conversation because here on our show, we ain't too formal. We're professional, but we, but but we're we're where it's like we're talking, it's like we're talking, we're having a cup of coffee, having a beer, something like that. We're just having a great conversation. Yeah. So with that being said, Marquez, uh, let the people know, what drove you to get in the business and say, let me get my real estate license and see if this door can open up to another venture? Well, uh, thank you for that, for that statement and question, Mike. Um, really, one day I was um, walking walking really and i saw a sign and i said man i would love to buy that house and i was in graduate school at tennessee state university and i was really trying to think uh, hbcu yep yep i was trying to see what's next for me i didn't know i really didn't i went to um a couple of buddies of mine we were trying to do meharry the post back meharry medical college another hbcu um and i said man i made a 15 on the mcat and I said, well, I can get into the post back, but what do I want to do? And I started looking at the fees for med school. And I said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in, 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 in debt, you know, $500,000 coming out of school. Mm-hmm. And that's how much it, it was. Okay. Uh, so I said, you know, maybe I should do real estate. I mm-hmm. want to buy houses. And the real, uh, real reason was because my mom didn't own a house at the time. Mm. I saw my mother renting for so long and I, I just figured maybe I'll get into real estate. And a buddy of mine, uh, we actually went to uh, Nashville School of Real Estate and I only went, <laughs> watch this, 
I only went to learn about the investment side. Uh-huh. I had a friend of mine um, who also matriculated at Tennessee State University. Uh, she was my first client. She said, I need somebody to help me uh, purchase a house. I said, well, I'm getting a real estate license, but only to invest because at the time I owned uh, Kijiji Coffee House. And I said, I don't, I, I own these franchises of this coffee house with my business partner. Um, I just want to get into real estate to invest. Well, at the time, Nashville's real estate market wasn't as um, uh, thriving like it is now, but it still was, you know, pretty good. So I sold her a home, a condo, and I think the condo was uh, maybe $120,000. And I made $3,600 in 12 days. I said, oh my God, I need to do this for real because this is some good money. And, you know, well, it was okay money. Well, good money, I, you know, definitely mm-hmm. humble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the check and deposited the check and somebody else called me and they said, hey, I, you know, you sold this house to, you know, XYZ, can you help me too? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. So I said, well, maybe I could possibly do this on the side. Well, <laughs> doing it on the side is still, you know, going 16 years later. So that's how I got into real estate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we got to unpack a lot of that there, brother. You know, you said some powerful things. Yeah. Um, so a situation led to another situation. Yeah, wow. Because it's similar to my situation. And again, it's not about me, but same format. Yeah. Flip the property. Uh, uh, the, uh, the agent put it on the market within seven days. He made $5,800. I was like, what? Mm. If I can get my license, I can make that much money in seven days. I mean, that's you know, I took out of my proceeds. So but, right, right, right. <laughs> um, you so that that led into uh, uh, to to another situation. So now you decide you say, okay, I'm going to. I got my real estate license. You working with that first buyer? How was that transaction? Transaction? What did that look like? That very first buyer. Well, the first buyer, it was a first time home buyer. Um, and she just wanted a a place where she could call home Mm. and excuse me. Um, she was looking for this place and I said, well, um, actually (laughs) it was so long ago, but actually she had already found a place. Mm. She just needed somebody to write up the the offer. Mm. And she said, well, I would use you if you can do it. And this one was crazy because she's a, well, she's a principal now. She's a doctor now. Um, but at the time we were both working at a place part-time grading papers. Okay. Now I knew her in undergraduate, but we were working in this place grading papers because I was just trying to make, you know, a little extra money. Correct. And that's when she told me. And so that process looked like uh, learning a uh, new construction paperwork learning how to operate in the new construction world. Um, You know, a lot of new uh, construction agents, they're uh, forthcoming. They're very abrasive at times. Mm. You know, don't beat me up, new construction agents, but some of them are because people come in and it's like, you know, almost like a merry-go-round. People come in, sit down, contract, credit report, uh, credit ran, lender, you're out the door. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Especially now in Nashville, it's like that a lot because there's so much building going on construction. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, good for the economy and people, right? 
But mm -hmm. uh, so this 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 person, uh, once we got the contract paperwork, it was really smooth. Mm -hmm. uh, did a inspection report, builder's inspector um, report as well, and we were done. She had A1 credit, um, and in less than 20 days, we were closing. So it was a really smooth transaction. Now, the next one right after that was, a, you know, it was challenging. Uh, and that's when I met a good friend of ours who has gone on the glory, uh, Reggie Woodgett. Uh, we were doing a shout out to Reggie. Uh, uh, we we had um, a short sale mm -hmm. and um, a good friend of mine as well. She was looking for a property and uh, same neighborhood. Um, um, she was looking for a property and I met Reggie and Reggie was like, man, you need to come to um, this company, the company he was affiliated with, with at the time. And I said, I'm not coming over there, but he was so cool and really convincing. I mean, I told him, I said, man, you can sell salt to a snail. I tell you, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that was a hard, that was a hard, um, a hard transaction because I knew nothing about short sales, but mm -hmm. I told Reggie, I did. I said, oh man, yeah, I know how to do a short sale. I went to Google <laughs> and started researching how to do a short sale. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yes, sir. Fake yeah, yeah. exactly. it till you make it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, that led me to do um, get a CDPE designation. Mm -hmm. And I learned about short sales. Well, um, let me interject. Tell people, what is a CDP designation? What is that? Um, I have no idea anymore. Okay. It's been so okay. long. I think it's Certified Distressed Property Expert. Okay, there that's, you go. You got it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. So um, that's the uh, designation that I received at that mm -hmm. time. I have so many of them, but um, I, I don't even remember all of them. <laughs> I mean, mm, you know, you. we take classes and we get, you know, certified and we, you know, it's an ongoing extensive learning. Um, so, uh, but anyway, I got that and I uh, learned how to do short sales, which was helping people. Uh, because a lot of people during that time in uh, 2005, six, seven, eight, they were uh, in default. The economy mm -hmm. had crashed and there were no experts to help uh, people. Mm -hmm. So they relied on people like myself, like Mr. Headley here uh, mm -hmm. and a, an array of others around the, uh, the country to help them out to get out of the situation because the mm -hmm. mortgage is one of the biggest things that you can have, of mm -hmm. course. You know, it's a huge bill, a huge debt. And you can't just come up with, you know, two and three hundred thousand dollars just, you know, out the right. sky. Like, right. hey, you need to pay this off. Come on, man. So that's when we came in and we were pretty much doing a settlement on your mortgage, which mm. which, was, which is a short sale specialist or CDPE, okay. um, an expert. Yeah. So and that and I don't know if I need to keep going if you have a question. Well, 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 yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, this perfect yeah. segue since yeah. you, uh, you know, you said something about the market crashing 2007, yeah. 2007 and eight, and you got these designations because people were just underwater. They were suffering. They needed guidance. They needed direction. Um, during them times, and I want to bring up, you said you specialize in REO. Mm -hmm. Let the audience know exactly what is an REO. Two-part question here. What is an REO? Um, and do you foresee now we are in 2021 an uh, influx or something come or properties coming with REOs? Sure. Um, so REO is real estate owned 
Um, that's what it's an acronym, REO, or for the public is known as foreclosures. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll see a lot of um, back then from uh, 2008 to about 13, so five year span, you saw, uh, <laughs> you saw an oversaturated market of, of foreclosures or REOs. Mm -hmm. And we, myself, and also uh, Mr. Headley, um, are REO specialists. Mm -hmm. I'll give him a shout out too, because this man knows what he's doing, okay? Uh, Carolina that. and surrounding areas, he knows mm -hmm. what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, you know, we, we, we met at a conference called Five Star Conference in Dallas, and it's, it's a default conference. It's a, it's a big melting pot uh, showing us how to, and, and giving us training on what the, the forecast, what's next, uh, getting, getting designations on with REOs, meeting our servicers, the asset managers, uh, connecting the dots, cultivating relationships. We did all of that there. And it was, you know, fun times, of course. Uh, and it prepared us for what was coming, uh, which was a, 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 a catastrophe um, because the market did crash. People lost their jobs. They were mm. losing homes. Mm. Uh, all types of things were happening, but there were still people who had uh, savings. Uh, they still had, you know, credit available and they, you know, everybody needs somewhere to stay. So mm. that's where we came in at. We were servicing these properties for the banks, mm -hmm. the Fannie Mae's, Freddie Mac's, HUD's, uh, Jenny Mae's, uh, et cetera. Um, and so they call on a specialist. It's almost like, hey, I have um, something wrong with my foot and I need a foot specialist. Mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not going to go to a barber uh, to say, I need surgery on my foot. You're gonna call an expert and, mm -hmm. and you, they called on us. Mm -hmm. So of course, in my market, uh, we had probably about six or seven uh, REO agents and Nashville is a pretty nice sized city in surrounding areas. So you had these agents, excuse me, who were um, who were servicing um, Middle Tennessee. And there was one agent broker who had the entire HUD region. She, she had Tennessee. Wow. Wow. So she listed all of the HUD properties for about 20 years uh, wow. until the contract split. Well, you know, of course they needed more local listing brokers or LLBs or NLBs, neighborhood listing brokers. And that's when they called us. We mm -hmm. were, um, you know, we formulated a team, uh, which we should supposed to have, of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we formulated a team to help each other, um, you know, make America great again in the real estate market. And, you know, of course, a lot of the banks were foreclosures. They were relying on us as well uh, to pretty much do everything we needed to do with the assets. We are the eyes and ears of the bank. Uh, we do everything from listing the property to getting the property repaired to managing the electricity, mm -hmm. uh, the yard, whatever, the maintenance, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they call on us. And really our job is to make their jobs easier. Mm -hmm. That's really a, a broker's job in retail real estate and in residential, I mean, in a uh, foreclosure, default, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. it's our job to make your jobs easier. So in REO, of course, it, uh, the dividends are great uh, for brokers. If you know what you're doing and if you have a team and you can manage, uh, it is amazing. So, you know, that's one of the facets of real estate uh, that I specialize in, uh, along with an array of my other buddies, uh, Mr. Mike Headley, 
<laughs> um, right. uh, and, it, and it's great. It's great. We love what I do. Um, and I'm sorry, you about to say something. Well, no, I was just going to ask. So during them years, uh, you know, you mm -hmm. sell these REOs foreclosures. Uh, what did that look like in terms of your, your business? I mean, were you busy or, or like, did you oh, benefit God. tremendously or, or like paint that picture? For um, well, without telling too much of my business. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm just joking. Audience, it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. It's an open book. I want everybody uh, to learn uh, because correct. there may be some aspiring agents and brokers who are looking at this or correct. maybe some asset managers who are looking for us. Hi. That's right. You know, um, mm -hmm. so um, my business was tremendous. Uh, I'm talking about two to three to 400 properties um, sold uh, a year during that time. Wow. Um, and on top of that, uh, not only those properties, but we were doing these uh, broker price opinions, BPOs, which were back then paying about a $50 a BPO. And so a broker price opinion is getting value of a property from a servicer, like a, like an asset manager or uh, a bank, mm -hmm. uh, so to say, they want to know, uh, it's like a mini appraisal, mm -hmm. just to say, a lot mm -hmm. of people know what an appraisal is. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's what BPOs are. And again, going to the default agent, they call upon us with the designation, uh, with the training to do broker price opinions. So that's pretty much what we do. Uh, so we were doing BPOs as well on top of the REOs. And we were doing, I think one year I did um, 11,000 BPOs. Wow, um, that's a lot of BPOs. Yeah, and I did these by myself. I, wow, I did them, I did 11,000 BPOs by yourself. Yeah, I did about 11,000 BPOs, yes. Uh, and I was really tired. I think my health took a turn that year too, because I was okay. so tired. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that the phrase working yourself to death, I really was doing that. Mm -hmm. But I, I was, the adrenaline was going, I love what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was getting it out for my servicers, which was a segue into the REOs. Um, but I did do, it was a lot of work and I had to, um, I had to, um, I had to equip myself with systems. Uh, once I got my systems in place, it was a breeze. Um, but that was back then because the market was, you know, it was a, a, a lopsided market. You mm -hmm. saw more default than you did residential. And now with a forecast coming, we know that there are a ton of people suffering from this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, a lot of people are out of, mm -hmm. yeah, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people are out of jobs. Um, you know, a lot of people are losing their lives. A lot of stuff is going on in the government. You know, the world is, is, is not like the world we knew. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the real estate market, people are still losing properties. They are just staying in them, uh, their properties. I have two right now that I've been babysitting for quite a while. And I have about, um, seven, I think seven in Memphis, Tennessee, wh where I'm originally from. I have about seven that the people have not moved. Um, and they've been there for about in, in default, meaning they're, they are foreclosed for about two years. So they have mm -hmm. two years of unpaid mortgage payments, mm -hmm. uh, that they've sat on. I don't know the reason I'm just a real estate broker going to do my job, but mm -hmm. the bank knows. Mm -hmm. And just imagine if I have these properties, 
just imagine uh, all the servicers, the brokers, the asset managers, uh, the big banks who have these properties right now just sitting on their books because the government says that they cannot uh, put people out of their properties uh, because there's a mandate in place. But that's going to change. I don't know the forecast when it's supposed to have uh, changed uh, 1121, but they extended it another 30 days. So I don't know. You, you're talking about the moratorium. The moratorium, right. Yeah. Um, sorry, I should have said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the um, but when it happens, the forecast that I see, I see us going back to a 2008. Um, they're going to try to manage it, but I don't know how they're going to manage it because so many people are in default. Well, 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 well let me talk about that a little bit. So what do you sure. say to the broker who just got their license two, three, or, or this year, uh, or this, or this, well, not, well, this year, just fresh, got their license. They don't have an idea how to deal with a foreclosure or REO. What do you say to them? Uh, will there be a change up with their business? Will they be forced to change? What do you say to them? Well, I think they're going to go, because that's what's happened in Nashville. There are a ton of agents in Nashville now. I mean, because if you guys are, are looking at the real estate news, Nashville is like, you know, the hub. I mean, you know, of course we have healthcare here and a lot of technology, but a lot of people are moving here, big companies. Uh, Amazon, of course, you guys know moved here. And there are other companies which have moved here as well. And uh, they're coming from New York and California, mm. Florida, all these places, and they're coming here and they're paying cash for property, mm. you know? So people are, we don't have any inventory. Mm. We used to have, you know, three months of inventory went from three months, it went from actually four or five months to three months to two months to 30 days to 10 days to now hours. Oh, and I really mean hours. We, we're looking at when a property is on the market, we're looking at 20 to 30 offers at a time. And it can be a piece of trash, but people need somewhere to stay because we still have over a hundred people moving here every day. So the agent who is in business now, depending on your market, you're going to have to switch up your business. You need to get with a, a, a Mr. Mike Headley, with a, a Mrs. Ms. Sabria Scott in, uh, in Georgia, myself in, in Nashville, uh, Larry Donnell uh, in, in, in Texas. You need to get with one of us or other agents and brokers around the, the, the country and, and, and learn uh, because we're going to need buyer's agents because I really see that we're going to be busy in this near future mm -hmm. with servicing our, our clients. And the clients are looking for um, brokers who have, who have held on with them who's been there in the trenches with them. They're not really looking for somebody that's new. I'm sorry to tell you that. Um, I know a lot of you guys want to possibly get into REO and I'm not telling you, you know, not to try. But from what I've heard, a lot of the services are looking for somebody who's been doing it because they're not going to have time to babysit. Mm. And mm. it's unfortunate, you know, mm. for the up and coming agent, but maybe you can hook up with a broker and they can, you know, help you out or I don't know. I don't know how that looks for you, but I know that, you know, right now your business is probably amazing, uh, but <laughs> you're gonna have to get some type of extensive training, get with a broker and learn how to dwell and live in the default world because people, it's coming.
But well, and it's funny as you say that. You know, I had a conversation with the broker uh, a couple of days ago, and I said you got to watch trends. Trend everything. Everything gives an indicator what mm-hmm. will happen next. And I think we, particularly the new ones, they 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 don't know. But the ones who've been in the business for a long period of time, you watch the trends, and that will give you, uh, you know, a guidance. Because if you ignore it, then you're forced to change your business. Right? And I was like, okay. And then now it announces buyer's market, whole bunch of houses for sale, you know? So so what yeah. do I do with that now? So it's, it's, we have to be mindful of that, I mean, particularly the, you know, people who don't really watch Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're gonna interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us, we really appreciate that. So let me segue because you bring up Nashville a lot, and we've seen that Nashville is on fire. Right? I know actually a couple of people that moved there. Uh, how's the new construction and that rental market in that area? <laughs> well, we cannot again keep properties on the market. Mm. The builders cannot build them enough. I have running out of land. Mine. Are you running out of land? Um, well, we're not running out of land yet because they have priced the land uh, to the heavens. Mm. You know, is that high? Um, and people are sitting on their land because they don't want to come down because they know eventually somebody is going to have to buy the land. What was happening, uh, the word that we do not like to use and a lot of people don't like to hear, but gentrification was happening all around the city. Um, where Tennessee State University is, Fisk University, Meharry Medical College, um, yeah, those three, uh, of course, are all HBCUs, and it's in an urban area. Well, that area has become modern. Really? Um, it really wow. has. It really has. Every single day, I see a new building going up. It's uh, there on Jefferson Street. You see a new building going up. You see new uh, tall and skinnies going up, uh, and you and and I see um, a different presence of police over there now uh, because they are moving uh, urban people uh, out of the way, mm. and a, a lot of the um, a lot of other people are, and I'm trying to say this correctly. Uh, politically correct because I am an apostle. I'm a pastor too, so I have to watch what I say. But a lot exactly. of um, a lot of um, people are coming uh, who can afford the houses that they are putting over there. Uh, those properties were at first sixty thousand uh, dollars, if that, and now they're a million dollars. Oh wow! Million wow. dollar properties. Wow! Uh, and they were they sold for um, you know they'll get the house. And hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Of course, you give that to somebody who's never had that much money. Mm-hmm. At one point of time, they're going to jump on it. They don't think it through because where am I going to go? That's mm-hmm. the question that mm-hmm. I have to ask. Where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think it through, so they take the big check, and now they're renting when they when they were inherited um, their grandmother's house or their mother's or father's house, and the builder will get that property. And they're going to put two tall and skinnies on there, and they're going to sell them for eight hundred thousand. When you say two tall and skinnies, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. 
exactly what I, how I described it. They're tall, they're skinny properties. They're zero lot line properties, okay. meaning that they're little, the, the lot is little, probably point, point 0.25 if that. And mm -hmm. they put two houses on point 0.25 of an acre. Wow. And they build them up. They build mm -hmm. them up instead of building them out. So that's what we call tall and skinny. They're very modern, probably have three flights of stairs, uh, all the latest gadgets inside of the property. And the people are building two of those on one lot. Mm, so that's what that's I mean by tall and skinny. Okay. And um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got it. Well, I was going to ask you, I want to segue a little bit here. Because again, I want to get all this meeting as we eat enough time. Baymar Realty, you got your company mm -hmm. going and you are the owner broker of the company. Um, yes, sir. What does that, that that real estate company look like in terms of new agent getting on board? Um, and do you do a consistent large amount of training, mentorship? What does that look like? Yeah, so um, definitely mentorship, uh, training. Uh, if a new agent want to get on board, just go to the website, um, give me a call. I'm easy to you know, talk to just like this. We have a conversation because it's a relationship. It's a feel, mm -hmm. you know, it's a vibe. As we say, you know, you want to have a vibe with the people. And what happens is, um, if, if, if there's a vibe, a connection, I will send you to the sister company, arbitrage brokerage. Okay. Um, and we, what happens is if you're a residential broker, uh, or I'm sorry, agent, you will go there and you know, the training, everything that you need uh, as far as real estate, mm -hmm. you will get it over there, which is the sister company to Baymar Realty. Okay, oh, sister company. Yeah. So when you say sister company, you, you I guess, joint relationship? What is yep, that? absolutely, the, uh, absolutely. Okay. The agents from there were residentially a part of Baymar Realty. Yeah, and so, and what, what we're doing at Baymar um, specific, specifically is getting default uh training trained agent because mm -hmm. we're ramping up for what's to come mm -hmm. yeah but if there's a resident i'm sorry no go ahead i'm going i'm listening there's a residential there's a residential person who wants to come on board of course it's just a phone call with one-on-one -on -one training coaching the whole nine okay so 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 now you got you got an agent a they get on board and they, they, they within the company week one, week two, week three, hey, I haven't made a million dollars. Uh, <laughs> broker, what's through broker, help me out. What are we not doing here? Because I'm looking at these other ones who who, who promised me a huge amount of success. Uh, what, yeah. what do you say to that age? Uh, I can promise you the world. You know, a lot of people do that these days. They're promising, making promises um, and, and, and they fall to the wayside. Mm. You know, I like to, uh, under promise and over deliver uh, because I had that problem actually <laughs> when I first started um, I first started as Williams Group Realty and I took my name out of it Baymar are my two sons Baylor is my youngest son and Marquez is my oldest son mm. so I just took Bay and Mar and, and merged them together okay. I like uh, the name so yeah yeah thank you so, um, you know, made it Baymar. So they'll have something that one day if they want to sell it or they, whatever they want to do, it'll be theirs. Mm -hmm. um, so um, 
I lost my train of thought. My email started coming. Uh, getting back to the, the the company, once I did that, I you know the the agent oh the agent the agent may say, hey, I haven't made a million dollars. It's been three weeks. Well, you're not going to make a million dollars in three weeks unless you hit the lottery. And sometimes not even then, because Uncle Sam is coming, of course, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I can assure you that there are steps in place to get you your business up. Because, you know, a lot of teams, they'll say, I can give you uh, 10 leads, 10 listings. We're going to go down the entire pipeline of, and, uh, of advertising, uh, marketing, whatever the case may be. And of course, the biggest thing, we're going to look at you because you may be the problem. You know, and I've had that happen. Mm. I spent, uh, and I'll personally say this, I spent $193,000 in marketing, um, uh, buying leads. I had Zillow, I had Zerple, I had uh, homes.com, realtor.org, wow. whatever. I had mm. all of these leads coming in, right? And I was giving them to the agent. And by the time I got done, I had over 10,000 leads sitting in a queue. Wow. No one touched them. Really? No one touched them. No one touched them. And they, they would get looked at. I had a person who had the uh, first right of refusal. Uh, that person just skimmed through the leads and didn't even do anything with them. Mm. And I, I pretty much felt like I wasted money. You know, of course, it was a lot of money that I wish I had, you know, back right, to correct. do something else with, because, you know, sometimes and most times it's not the lead source. It's it. And I hope I'm answering the question for the public. You have to look at yourself, agent A, agent B. You have to look at yourself because it's really about relationships. This business is about relationships mm -hmm. and systems. Mm -hmm. You have to have systems in place mm -hmm. in order for you to succeed, because once your sphere of influence mom dad sister brother cousin friends close friends enemies whatever you know once they're gone you sold them their houses those 10 houses that you sell after that then what's next mm -hmm. you know because the public is not going to know you know amy dixon maybe their friends know amy right. dixon but after that they don't know you anymore amy they don't mm -hmm. know you anymore marcus they don't know you know they don't know so you have to have systems in place and you have to get the public to trust you as well. So mm -hmm. that's how you will make your million dollars if that's your goal, mm -hmm. you know? And of course, and because uh, Mike threw out a million dollars, I'll say this, earning a million dollars in this business is doable, but it is very, very, very hard. Mm -hmm. You're gonna work a whole lot unless you're selling luxury homes. Mm, Unless you're selling luxury homes, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so you, so you change the model up. Well, the first thing I, you know, I try to tell any broker not to tell, try, but let them do know. You come on board with the company, uh, particularly you come on board with our company here. You know, we, we have the thorough conversation, and I think what I actually brought on the broker a couple of days ago, and the first thing I made her aware, I say, we do X, Y, and Z, and this is our structure and. And here's what we can provide. But uh, the contingency is I need full cooperation from you. I, you know, this is a marriage, right? I love using that word in terms of really this is a marriage. So it's not feed, 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 and you don't do nothing in return. No, 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 no. This is a two-way street. So mm -hmm. we'll be there as supportive, but I need you to take the driver's seat and, and get in the driver's seat and drive the vehicle. So 
that just to echo what you were saying, because I, you know, we see that a lot, particularly in this industry to get on board and they may not see results week one, week two, week three, month two. So now it's like, hmm, let me search around. Is it the broker? A lot of times it's the person you're looking at in the mirror. Right. It's like, but I think people just don't want to accept that accountability, but I just had to dive in there and I digress. And I'll uh, say this too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this business isn't for everybody. It's not, it, it's, it's not. really not. I agree you with think that. that, you know, because you see your buddy getting in and your buddy has made a hundred thousand dollars this year and you're like, Oh man, I can do it. No, mm -hmm. no, you cannot. You have to specialize in what you specialize you have Correct. to accept your call, whatever mm. that is in life and do your purpose. I can, I'm not a brain surgeon. You know, I, I don't have the patience to be that, <laughs> but I am a businessman. Mm. I am an entrepreneur. I do understand, but I am a leader. Mm. I know these things about me. So you have mm. to go in agent A or B and know what's what, you know, about yourself. You have to do a self-assessment and know mm, that, hey, that, is mm -hmm. this really for me? You know, or am I jumping into something because I'm trying to escape what I really supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. You have to do a self-assessment mm -hmm. because you don't last in the business like, you know, myself or Mr. Headley here. You don't last for years and years to come uh, just getting in it and thinking that, hey, this is something that I'm just doing. I just want to do. No, you're going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, you're going to be miserable Oof. because it's not your purpose. And don't be miserable. Live your life. Be, you know, who you're supposed to be in this life. And as I say, be who God called you to be mm. in this life so you can live a life of prosperity and, and joy, mm. you know, for mm. real. Oh, that's it. I, I, I'll, I'll digress. Well, no, no, that's good. I mean, because I, I do think what you said, I think I think every time someone says something, there's always an audience, whether it be one person or 25 people. Uh, but I, I, I agree with you 1,000% on that. Um, I think that self-assessment, you hit it out the park with that. I, think, I, I personally believe that anybody with enough patience and time can pass an exam. But after you pass, do you got that, as E.T. would say, Eric Thomas, you got that dog in you. Hmm? And right. you go the extra mile. Are you prepared yeah. for rejection? Are you prepared with, nah, I don't want to work with you? Are you prepared for that? A lot of people are just not built for that. You know? But I just, I, I love that, what you just said. Absolutely. So, let me, let me shift it because again, I don't want to take definitely too much of the time here, your time. Um, give me two golden nuggets, whether it's a scripture, a book, a quote, something your mentor said to you that you can give to an experienced season agent or a new one. Um, man, so much. Um, of course, stay in your own lane. Mm. That that that's that's um it sounds so simplex, but it is so true. Stay mm. in your own lane. Mm. If you are a buyer's agent, bona fide buyer's agent, be that, okay? Don't see the default broker with you know four hundred listings, and and then you want to try to do that because your your feelings will be hurt. Mm. You know, I'm telling you, this is for everybody. Or if you're you know, if you specialize in, uh, if you're a title company specialist and you see all these agents coming in um, with, with luxury listings and now you, you're upset because you're making 50 grand and, and they're making, you know, a million, stay in your lane because I'm telling you, you don't know the stripes that this person had to endure and encounter to get 
to what he or she uh, they're at. You just don't know what we had to go through to, you know, to be here. And I, as a whole, as a segment, a, a story within itself with me, with just survival or being here right now. So stay in your lane. That's one. Um, and have fun. Mm. Have we we only live once. Mm. I don't have to get I can get as deep as you want to get, but we only live once. Well, actually, let me take that back. We die once. We live every day. So you should live every single day. And because we die once. The physical body dies once. You know, so live every day, enjoy happiness, you know, whatever the case may be, as long as you're breathing then, you know, we have an opportunity to, to, to bring joy, to usher in joy to ourselves. Whatever it is you're doing, real estate, uh, if you're sweeping the floor for a restaurant, just be happy doing it, you know, because it could be worse. And that's one thought that I always take with myself everywhere I go. I don't care what my body is feeling like, what my mind is thinking. I always remind myself, Marquez, it could be worse. You could be that guy, you know, so definitely I stay in my own lane, um, you know, and I do my job now professionally. I do my job. I own several of businesses and each business, each facet of business. I do my job, but I stay in my own lane. I know my expertise and I do it in happiness. I try to always remain happy because there was a time that I was in gloom almost every day because of some occurrences that happened to me. But I try to be in joy every day. So be happy, man. Be happy, woman. Uh, be happy with wherever you are, knowing that there is a bigger light at the end of the tunnel. If you stay in your purpose, you will get there. You will get there. You will achieve what you're trying to achieve. Uh, as long as you, you know, as I say, I don't know if you're a spiritual person who's watching, but I put God first with everything that I do. Um, I stay in my lane. I don't try to go outside of my lane because this is the thing. If you were a car, watch this. If you were a car and you drove on the opposite side of the street, you risk losing your life. But if you're in your lane, there's comfort in your lane. There's sustainability in your lane. There's peace in your lane, right? And, and you can pay attention to red lights, you know, when to stop, when to go, when to heal, because you're paying attention in your own lane. That's why I stay in my own lane, because I'm alert in my lane. I can function in my lane. And I don't try to do everybody else's job, of course. And okay, so staying in my lane, one nugget that you can do. The second one is staying in joy and in peace and putting God first my you know my spirituality i put it first and it brings me peace and that's those are the nuggets that you can do of course be professional always be a professional right, i know there's correct. more than two but be a professional be professional at whatever you do and um and you'll go as far as your mind can take you wow wow i mean i think with that we definitely got to take our hat off to have Mr. Marquez D. Williams Sr. in the Nashville area. Thank you all for watching the Heavy Group Real Estate Show. And again, we will have Mr. Marquez. All his contact information will be in the uh, uh, here on the podcast in the ending. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Heavy Group Real Estate Show. Hopefully you enjoyed that great episode there on the Heavy Group Real Estate Show. Continue to follow our hosts as well as us. And we'll provide that great content. We'll see you next time.